This is The Dog and Bone. Welcome to The Dog and Bone, a series of podcasts brought to you by Propeller Group. I'm Martin Lote, curator of The Dog and Bone. In each episode, you'll listen in to a conversation between two senior people at the sharp end of business change and transformation, with their permission, of course. Our two guests will chat and question each other as equals, exploring industry topics and stories from their careers. Hopefully, they'll dig up some tasty morsels for us to chew on. In this episode, we listen to two people with bags of experience in film, video and commercials production as they discuss transforming their industry to meet the changing advertiser needs in a multi-platform world. Mark Benson became CEO of Academy Award-winning company MPC a decade ago. Starting as a runner there over 30 years ago, he worked his way up, and his personal credits include famous ads such as Anchor Butter's Dancing Cows and Reebok's Dream Team. More recently, he's led the company's expansion into multiple territories, following its acquisition by Technicolor. MPC is a client of Propeller and is known for its creature and character work. Recent highlights include the amazing visual effects on the Jungle Book film and on the advertising side, TV commercials such as Ostrich for Samsung and the John Lewis Boxer TV ad. Mark's co-guest is John Payne, Managing Director for Asia at film and commercials production company RSA Films. It's the company founded by legendary filmmaker Ridley Scott. John started at RSA making music videos for the likes of The Prodigy and The Chemical Brothers. He then stepped up to run RSA's music video production company Black Dog Films before growing RSA in Hong Kong and Shanghai. Recently, the group brought together all his different businesses into one network called the Ridley Scott Creative Group with Luke Scott as global CEO. MPC is a partner in the annual New Directors Showcase, which presents the best young directing talent from around the world and debuts at the Cannes Lions. Ridley Scott curated it this year, and as we hear, developing new talent is close to the heart for our guests, Mark and John. And as both work in the entertainment industry, the pair have a few stories of mishaps and mischief along the way. So listen out for John's tale of his unexpected TV appearance in bondage gear. So... What have you been up to? What's been going on at MCC? Well, um, as you know, it's it's film and advertising and, and communications for us. That's our business. And uh, on the film side, a number of big films right now. Um, for me, I think the highlight is uh, is Lion King with Disney and John Favreau. So after our work on on Jungle Book and uh, this photoreal um, creature and character animation, we're now working on on Lion King. And um, what I'm seeing to date is is completely amazing and very exciting. And um, that's September next year. And uh, one of the highlights on the film side of our business. Uh, on the advertising side of the business, as we know, our world is changing and evolving. A very exciting time. Um, we keep hearing the words disruptive, uh, disrupted landscape. I think that is, that is the case. And, and how those opportunities manifest themselves for a company like us, consumed in creating great content, great images, off the back of fabulous talent and, and inspired ideas around new technology and new platforms um, in which to engage eyeballs, consumers and so on. So it's, it, it's a really exciting time for that side of our business and managing that evolution of how we see that great content across different platforms is, is what we're focusing on at the moment. And John? So not much then. <laughs> what I about, what say, about your good self? Well, we, I mean, I have to say Jungle Book, hats off. I mean, you know, we were talking last week about 
new technology and advancements in post versus new technology in the world that I swim in, which is production, film production. Uh, and I think Jungle Book is a standout example of how post-production has brought to life so many stories. I mean, it's spectacular, the work that was done on that. And I, 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 I don't know, it's just a hats off. And I think... Um, Thank you. No, 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 it's genuine. It was a, I can't wait for the, um, my little one to uh, appreciate the film. I've got him on the cartoon at the moment and he likes the elephants. Right, um, right, very good. <coughs> but I mean, but what, what actually I thought was so in, inspiring was how the, 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 these crown jewels were, were taken to this next generation of engagement and, and so respectfully done. And I think that was that was what I think so so much of the feedback and the reviews shared that that you take something as important as as the Jungle Book and what it meant to so many people and you bring it to life but in a new a new way a new way and 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 do it with the respect that that Favreau uh, did I, I I thought that was very important as part of the whole experience for people and given that so much of that film was created digitally you don't see it. Absolutely. It's not questioned. Yes. It's it's there and you're just you're taking on the journey that story again but it doesn't come as a showcase of a, a group of very talented digital artists. It's it's a film and it's a story and it's fantastic and it brings to life characters that otherwise could only really sit in an animated in a traditional old 2D animation yes. which is beautiful and has qualities of its own yes. and, in, and and incredible qualities but the qualities that the new technology brings, I don't know, it's just fabulous. And I think, you know, commercial world is, is, has been my world. And to answer that question you, you raised, what are we up to? So RSA has, it's its 50th year this year. Extraordinary feat, extraordinary feat. Hats off to the Scots family. Through the, the, the way the ad land has, is the disruption, this word, yeah. this word that's used perhaps all too often, but is a genuine description of where we are within our industry. We took a look at ourselves um, and look and a look at how, as a business, we were operating, and we looked at our, we looked at the balance books. We, we audited the the last number, of, you know, the last number of years of of, of company income, and we saw a, a flat line, and and we compared it as best we could with uh, our peers, and saw uh, that it was across the board. It wasn't unique to us. It wasn't something that we were doing or not doing we decided we'd take a look at how we would operate. And it's not in any way, shape or form, we can't dismiss uh, how we've operated historically over the last 50 years, but we now think that that traditional 30-second format isn't... For the foreseeable future, it will have a presence. There are other means and mediums in which we, which, which clients and agencies uh, need to exercise their skills and agencies and, 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 and showcase their products with the clients. So Ridley has a, a range of businesses, RSA for its advertising, which is the 50-year-old. From that came Scott Free, which is the vehicle for the TV and, the, and, and, uh, and feature films. Hugely successful, hugely successful. Um... Black Dog Films, which uh, Jake, um, Ridley's eldest, created uh, as a means to um, push forward his early directing career, a huge success. And I had the privilege of looking after that business in the UK for a while, very early on in my days at RSA. Um, uh, and more recently, with again, forward thinking Ridley Scott, 3AM, which is uh, an accelerator for 
um, marketing films and really didn't want to produce trailers anymore because they were both disjointed and gave away too much of the of a plot of a movie. Yeah. And so he built he this company built worlds around the movies that were being made. Prometheus, I think, was the first where Luke um, Scott uh, um, directed uh, a TED talk. A futuristic TED talk uh, using Wayland as the character, describing, uh, reminding people of what it is that he was well, not reminding. He was saying what it is he wanted. He wanted to live forever. He was looking for eternity, which bled into the story. And then a number of other films, uh, short films, were produced around that, um, introducing characters from the film, and it was hugely successful. And it was repeated with the counselor. Um, uh, and and with great success on The Martian, and so on and on. Um, so that was something that um, we plugged into. Uh, and But they were all operating as individual companies, and we took a look and thought, well, hold on a second. Get back to the heart of what it is that we do, be it in a 30-second format or a 90-minute or 120-minute format. It's storytelling. Yeah. And we thought, well, if we combine all the skill sets from all these companies under one roof... We can then offer that up to the agencies and to the clients um, as uh, evidence of, of how we feel we should be moving forward in this, in this so-called brave new world of advertising, this disrupted advertising. Because I think there has, as a result of these new tech giants, be it the actual physical hardware or the platforms which are produced and viewed on these phones and tablets and computers um, there has been a, 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 a democratization of filmmaking if you like and everybody's become a director there's editing tools there's yep. grading tools yep. there's very basic um, 3d tools on there what you've also identified here john is is that i think the brands the clients i think all of us involved in if we if we work and just talk about the advertising space and the communications stroke brand space. I think what, what your business is doing is recognizing change. And I think to, to a great extent, um, it's what the brands and, and the, the, the clients of our futures are expecting. I think it's a statement of intent around how you present your business. And I think for us to for us all to continue to pre present ourselves in the same way would be would be would would not do ourselves justice in the future because we need to show why we're different why we, why we remain relevant right. particularly if we've been used to offering services in a particular way for a certain amount of time it's even more important that we we articulate why we're relevant in the future mm. i i couldn't agree with you more at the heart of what we all do is creating fantastic content that, that, that looks great and is, is what is calibrated to the, the expectations of viewers and consumers. But I also think there's an expectation around understanding what the needs of brands in the future is about, never forgetting that great storytelling, at whatever, as you rightly say, whatever length or duration we, we need to produce is at the heart of what we do. After all, people... We need to grab people's attention. We've got to make things relevant. We've got to make things interesting. We've got to we've got to attract attention. Where we're take, what well, I mean, we've always had quality at the heart of what it is that we do. It's just now trying to reapply what would have been not necessarily unattainable disciplines. Why bringing now and again featured? You'll have a director who comes in and crosses over and has time in their schedule to produce a commercial. 
Um, and there's always creatives in agencies who aspire to want to work with some of the big guns. So there is that crossover. But generally speaking, it's siloed. You sort of that's another word that I've heard all so often this past year that this you know advertising is advertising, music videos, music videos, features, features, TV's TV. But what we can do it, and so to conclude, yeah, RSA, yeah, what have we been up to? We're bringing all of those um, disciplines together under one roof. And whilst RSA still exists, Scott Free still exists, we now call ourselves the Ridley Scott Creative Group, um, leaning on Ridley's name. For the first time, RSA. It's always yeah. been RSA. Sort of, I think that was born about when he originated the company because he saw all the agencies with initials, and he said, "Right, I'll, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll treat myself in the same way in order to get their attention and feel that I'm part of what they're creating." Um, we've now looked to Ridley, leaning on that reputation, leaning on that incredible body of work, to say, "Well, we can, as a company, we can, we can offer you all of that." whether you're making a 30-second TV commercial or whether you want to do some branded content or, or TV shows or, you know, you want to step into the entertainment market because we can, you know, to coin a Robbie Williams phrase, can entertain you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we can tell those stories. We can create those stories from scratch. We can help existing writers within agencies expand upon their stories. You know, they have a core idea. They have an answer to their clients, and we can help with that. You're listening to the Dog and Bone podcast from Propeller Group. If you're enjoying it, please share the link with your network. Subscribe on iTunes or your normal podcast provider. And if you're feeling really inspired, please write a review to help us zoom up the charts. Now, back to the conversation. It would be good for us to talk about how we nurture talent and ensure that the, the, that the brands and the clients of the future are aware of what this next generation can create, can do, because they, they, they've grown up in, in, within that generation. The pace at which your world operates at, yeah. how do you keep up? How do you find that the next Jean-Claude? How do you find those guys, who, boys and girls, who, who are going well, to step up and take what it is that you do onto the next level? I, I, it's a really important question. I think you know, people know what we do people who want to be in the world of graphics, computer, computer animation, and create beautiful imagery, understand what a company like MPC can do. And, and they'll often start, you know, like I did as a runner, and, and, and see what the business is about and understand what the business is about. And not everyone moves through the business, but a lot of people do, because they do have great skills, and they have opportunities to show how those skills can manifest themselves. And they start working as animators or graphic artists or designers, working with our clients. And then... Uh, what can also happen is, is if you take creatures and characters, which we have an expertise in, along with another um, another um, other companies, but predicated upon our, our commitment to that that work and our work, you know, on the film side of our business, we talked about Jungle Book earlier. You look, you know, that expertise is something that we share as a as a company, not just in London, but across you know the the, the states and where other studios are, and and from being a provider of of those expertise or that expertise and those skills for our clients. Actually, one or two of our guys and, and, and girls, they have the ability to do the work themselves. And so they're commissioned ultimately to do that work because actually creatures and characters are what we do. And so, for example, you take Diamond Harrison Murray, he just produced you know, last year a beautiful piece for Barocca, which is, which is very much creature character-based animation, beautiful performance from the, the animated character. And I think that, that that is an opportunity that manifests itself 
because that's what we do. And I think, as, as you and I were, were both involved in the new director's showcase, which uh, was shown uh, last week in Cannes, but is now on the road and will be shown around uh, the world, mm. 28 years um, of, of, of investment in new talent. Mm. To me, the opportunity this year and moving forwards is for that work, which Ridley created, it's for that work to be seen by brands and by commissioners of work in the future because how else are they going how else are they going to know what the opportunities are and it's a fantastic opportunity for directors to showcase their work and to be seen by people that otherwise they they, they might not and actually for the brave marketeers to say i want to work with that I'll talent go. well i think that there is a skill in spotting that talent Yep. There is identifying and seeing in in very youthful work that's probably had limited resources um, made available for the production. There is a skill, I think, in spotting that and, and, and a skill in mentoring and bringing them through. And one would like to think that the marketeers, our clients, the people who, 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 who put food on our table, will understand and appreciate that if we feel... There, these individuals are worth investing in, and if we're putting our ultimately our reputation, um, because you put a young put you put a, you put somebody new into the game. They don't have to be young, but somebody new into the game is saying no. They're going to be able to deliver. You've got to be able to deliver. You know, it's important. I agree, and I actually think that for certainly speaking for for MPC, I think it's very important that that we now demonstrate this this commitment to the the, the next generation because it, everything has to move on and should move on. And, and actually, probably, not probably, I think we need to work harder at how we demonstrate that and, and articulate how the businesses are changing in, in, this, new, in this new world and, how, and, and actually engage more closely with brands. And I think it's, it, it, is, it, it is clear and it's, it's important to note the brands are, you know, they're, they're attending the showcases. They are part of our world much more. They're much, we're much closer. Yes, and that's I a agree. Good, that's a, much, that's a good thing. I think it is absolutely. I think it's critical. I think it's critical, the engagement. It's not there's not this degree of separation i think there must every we've got to be a lot more immersive yeah. um and that way we as the creators of the work can understand what it is that they believe they need in order to communicate what it is that they're selling um and in turn they understand the complex and uh, and, and peculiar and very much ad hoc i mean it's a, it's a, it's a process but i think each and every single job has its own peculiarities uh, applied to it and for them to be able to understand how a, a flippant comment or question or not even flippant just can we have this come the impact that has the ripple effect it has um through the course of a, of a, of a lengthy and nine times out of ten expensive production and i think this is where what we will see moving forwards is is in those instances many more partnerships around areas of expertise coming together in in um coming together to produce fabulous work and fabulous experiences for brands and not any one company will be doing all of that work. So, so John, I mean, we, we, we recognize how um, we have this um, responsibility, you know, around storytelling, around great content, around the technology that can enable these stories to be told in more imaginative and, and dynamic ways. I think, again, when we talk about partnerships, I think this is where agencies, brands, companies like ours will come together. What I find really exciting about this time now a lot of people are going what the fuck do we do where do we go how's it's all falling apart I'm thinking no it's not and Luke yep. as I said earlier Luke keeps saying nothing's changing nothing's changing it's just that we're now coming together and saying look we've got we can help bring us in earlier 
if with an idea that where you have a story, yeah. not just here's a product, it makes uh, your clothes whiter than white, but where you want to tell a story, and that's what that's what the consumer, I think, that's what we're realizing, I think, again, as a as yeah. a, as a, as, a, as an industry as as a whole, that we now have to entertain. We can't flog the hard sales, but that's it's it's coming in earlier rather than being right. We've we've spent seven months researching. Creators gone back and forth and forth. Can you make that in two weeks? Mm-hmm. It's going to bring us in earlier uh, and and allow us to have the conversations with uh, with all of our with all of our the production partners, including the post, because the post is now such a critical part of it. Especially if you know you're creating, yep. you're bringing to life new stories that require technology to to tell those stories. And it just becomes, I think, it will ultimately become a better end product, more efficiently produced. And I think that's that's where these partnerships will, will, will continue to flourish because you're bringing expertise in from, from the different parties that actually the, some of the parts create something very special. Yeah. And, and, and it also recognises that I think that the, the media budgets are, are likely constant. The, the way in which the media is being spent is certainly diversifying. And, yeah. and, and that's where I think, again, coming together and understanding what, what the expectations around delivery are with with multiple partners will will enable an efficient delivery of that messaging because there the, there is still complexity that needs to be navigated whether that be from a storytelling perspective from a technology perspective the way of taking a new form of 2 3 5 minute um short film promoting a product to a traditional timed 30 second format was just cut downs yeah. what we're seeing now be, and it's it's sort of it's it it started slowly and now it's really it's it's like a, a boulder coming down the hill that clients and agencies realize that that doesn't work anymore because of the very means of medium to advertise this product so they're seeing what we would have called behind the scenes at one point is now becoming uh, very much an important part of the media landscape the actual how they distribute what it is that they're producing, maximising the investment they make in a film. And so you'll have your brand film, you'll have the, you'll have whatever it is, be it the 30-second, 60-second, or that, that five-minute short film, or the 30, whatever it is. And what we're seeing now is that the list for all the additional assets are very specific, and they sort of sit outside of, uh, they'll sit outside of, of, of what's being shot as the main story. And this sort of lovely leads. Lead, this lead this is a lovely way of leading us back into how do you how do you what vehicles can you use to help showcase this new talent once you've made the decision to invest in them. And we had a conversation with a with a new prospective new client yesterday, and they recognised they've got, they're coming they're coming they they're they're a long standing um, business global, um, haven't done that much. TV or or any form of um, live action uh, filmmaking to promote their um, services, uh, and they're coming to us saying, "How do we do it? What do we do?" Um, and one of our people said, "What's critical is that you, you 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 they 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 identified certain products that they needed or certain film formats they needed, and then we started talking about, well, we also need to produce your um, your social media, which should be separate." from your branding and from your main messaging. It ha- obviously, there should be some, some coherency and consistency in, in language, in tone, yeah. whatever, but you need to produce those films as separate standalone productions. 
they see our world as being because it's something new to them. They see it as being important because the engagement on the phone, the tablet, is now critical. Right. If you want a message, if you want to get to people, they historically, I think, have used a lot of print, a lot of stills. Okay. Now I think they've come to recognise that they, they, there is a need to be able to, to be become far more visible on these um, on on these not so new platforms anymore. There's going to be some engagement with agency. They, they have you know they've they've got agency in certain um, parts of their world, but they see us as being. Uh, and we'll have to. We will want to, and it'll be it'll be good to engage with them because there are certain aspects of the whole process which we couldn't begin to sure. entertain. We couldn't speak the language. We would probably find it incredibly frustrating. It might slow, hold, hold, slow the whole process down. Or agencies are expert to that, and there are other areas where they, th- you know, we think well, actually we could take hold of this and we could reinvent it and manage it, and it gives you guys time to do what you need to do, and we'll do what we're brilliant at. Um, yeah. So. What got you here? What is what gets you up in the morning? What um, other than meeting me at this well, godforsaken hour? That's for sure. That's top top of the list. Uh, just below, um, two inspiring moments. I'm going to take, if I may, and, and they are a, predicated around doing work where our clients have trusted us to do something that hadn't been done before, and there are two moments for me. Um, 90, 1995, uh, uh, Lowe, uh, Lowe as I think it was then, and David Garfath um, uh, came to us to talk about building a dream Manchester United team so that um, Ryan Giggs would play with um, all the greats of the past, from Harry Gregg in, in goal through to Charlton and Best up front. And this is a long time ago. And David Garfath was an absolute inspiration, is an absolute inspiration, and he trusted us to build this world, build this team. And it was it, it was to air the um, the day of the cup final, Chelsea playing Man United back back in 95. Anyway, um, many hours, many weeks, and much commitment from brilliant artists and, and creatives, it, it delivered. And I think it was brilliant. And the, sa- the same was true for Jungle Book. I mean, how proud could we be of the, the MPC team who were trusted by John Favreau, trusted by... Uh, Disney to create a world that hadn't been created before to the level in which it had and the team delivered and everyone was thrilled and I couldn't have been more proud and nor could any of us so please those are mine yours if there was one key moment a life-changing moment inspiring it was meeting Walter Stern whom I produced with for for a good number of years there was I think when we when he broke with the first prodigy video when it was first he first made a serious mark on on the music video world and people paid attention i think somebody said it was the long rise the longest shortest rise to the top everybody thought he came from nowhere but he hadn't he'd been plugging away and patiently you know tr- trying to make something and 5 years into or 3 years into our relationship that dropped right uh, i don't know, i can't remember how long it was it's such a long time ago now and it was it was um it changed our lives, and it, and me. So I guess meeting Walter and listening to him talk so passionately about film, and so I maybe our embarrassing moments is the fact that we're sat here to start <laughs> bollock naked, um, uh, as requested. Yes, and what a good look it is. <laughs> um, the the only other embarrassing moment I I have, um, oh, there, there are many, but I uh, for me uh, this is a long time ago. Um, back in the day, if you were in a production and you were looking for actors and actresses. <coughs> um, you, you called for all the spotlights you could get hold of 
I was a runner at, at this time, and that was the ask of me, go get all the spotlights we need. And right now, we've got a production to produce. We're, we've got to make it tomorrow. We need, we need the spotlights. So I went to all the rooms I could find the spotlights and <laughs> arrived with about five, which I thought was a good call and a good number to, uh, to bring in. Started to plug them in. Could understand why everyone was falling off their chairs laughing because, of course, that wasn't the spotlight they were looking for. There was a publication with actors and actresses back in the day that was the real spotlight they were looking uh, for. So yeah. I kind of messed that up. Yeah. Very good. Got over it. Very good. What about you, John? Oh, God. Um, it's funny you saying that just reminded me. So, Ronnie West, who was a long time producer at RSA and then turned his hand to directing, um, was asked to make some eye dense uh i want it for a cheap white fizzy wine anyway he said will you come and appear in it i went yeah sure fine and i turned up and he said i need you to get dressed in this and he gave me basically a leather strap and a bottle of baby oil and a choker (laughs) and i was on all fours (laughs) in front of a crowd of people um being tugged uh, and, and by that I mean being choked um, <laughs> by uh, uh, by our then music video rep Svana, um, and it was the, the 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 biggest crime was that I did this with a camera in front of me with a lens pointing at me. I did it. It was funny. Everybody laughed. I forgot about it. Uh, and there were, and it went out. So I, and I didn't. I thought there's no way this is going to wear. There's no way this is going to wear. And I think I'd been dumped by a girl at the time, so I wasn't feeling too great about myself. Uh, and um, I suddenly had at ten, five past ten or five past nine on a Thursday evening, uh, uh, my phone just wouldn't stop ringing, and it played out as the main ident on uh, ahead of friends. I couldn't have had a bigger audience. <laughs> And it keeps That's a coming good way to get again. over losing your girlfriend. Well, it was like, where do I go from here? I, I don't, <laughs> maybe half sure. of those phone calls could have been invitations, given the uh, bondage gear that I was wearing. But <laughs> yeah, that was a moment. That was a certainly moment. A moment. That's certainly a moment. Thanks for joining us on the Dog and Bone. Please subscribe to the podcast, and if you have any questions or suggestions, do get in touch via our website, dogandbone.dog, or send us an email at woof at dogandbone.dog. <laughs>